0: Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Hey now. Hey now. And today we are talking The Only Harmless Great Thing by Brooke Ballender. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, this was featured as a tour book club suggestion. Uh, they let allowed it as a free download. So we downloaded it, decided to check it out. Ah, uh, this is a very short, like a novelette, possibly. Uh, yeah, it's short on, on on the
1: iPad. It's fifty-six pages long, and so it's if you look it up on Amazon, if you wanted to order it, it clocks in at like ninety-five, ninety-six pages. Yeah,
0: but that's also it's also in counting like uh, you know the about the author page and the acknowledgments page. Right. Right. All all of that stuff we never really talk about. But it is super short. Mm -hmm. Very short. You could probably uh, take care of this on a lazy Sunday afternoon.
1: Yes, instead of watching certain
0: football games with certain teams of certain Trump supporters. Exactly, exactly. We are recording this on the Sunday of the quote-unquote big game because they have the proper name of it copyrighted.
1: That's right.
0: Fucking w- the w- the w- world championship of American style football <laughs> that somehow America always wins. <laughs> it like is super. It is all right, but let's talk about let's talk about the only great harmless thing. Yeah, there was no bowling in this book. Harmless, the only harmless great thing. All lowercase. All lowercase. Um, Like we said, this is a short book. Um, It is a bit of a a fantasy. There's a lot going on here. It's hard to to really stick this book in a box and say it is this kind of book. Yeah. Um, There are certainly some uh, fantastical elements to it, um, but there's also some elements that are more like uh, fables. Um, Really... I, I guess overall I would have to say that this book is a fable.
1: Mm, yeah, I guess. It's it's kind of an alternate history. It takes a an actual event that happened. Um, or, you know, an actual situation that happened in the real world, which would be the uh, Radium Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get into and kind of explain what that was all about. And then... Puts a fantastic element um, in the mix. In this case, it is elephants are a sentient
0: species. So you're saying there's a fantastic elephant? Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the narrative structure of this book is it it jumps between three separate timelines. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, a a timeline in in the ancient realm of myth and legend. Uh, Yeah, it's like elephant dream time. Right. And then we have the the central strain or central storyline that is the uh, Radium Girls parable, what's going on there. And then we have a future timeline uh, where you have a scientist... Uh, working to genetically modify the elephants so that they glow and will ward people off of where nuclear waste...
1: Yeah, from a Superfund site, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, it all starts with the Radium Girls. So, I guess, back in uh, the days of the Great War, um, they had... Soldiers had watches that glowed in the dark, with hands glowed in the dark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that effect was from radium. And the radium girls were the factory workers that painted the radium on the dials. Um, what, ha- what ended up happening was, despite the fact that the company, and I forgot what the name of the company...
0: U.S. Was. Radium.
1: Oh, okay, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> U.S. Radium... Uh, A very uninspired name for a company. Yes.
1: Well, they were kind of a company of douches. Knowing full well the effects of radiation on the human body, they hired these girls to, uh, to do this and told them that instead of taking the time to properly wash the brushes and put a tip on the brushes like you would normally do, it's perfectly okay to do it with your mouth. Mm-hmm. so these girls were getting uh radiation they were basically sucking on radiation right <laughs> for for long stretches of time and they developed uh, tons of health problems like uh, people's jaws and teeth rotting out and cancer and all sorts of, of mm-hmm. grisly things
0: right right all all of the uh side effects associated with radiation poisoning right and it wasn't just it wasn't just the act of you know tipping the brushes with your mouth it was that there was radium powder in the air. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you it's like working with asbestos or something. It's just mm. everywhere. And, and there was, there was no health warnings or anything. This is obviously the time before there were uh, labor unions um, mm-hmm. and workers had absolutely no rights, especially right. female workers had less rights. Correct. So uh, that is the situation that you have. It's a horrible, horrible um, blot on American uh, history and, but it happened. Mm-hmm. In now, this, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, in this, the company, um, after being sued, decides to instead of cutting their losses and closing down factories, they were going to buy because elephants are sentient in this in this world. They're going to buy circus elephants. Mm -hmm. uh disgraced circus elephants right and and use them um instead of the girls for the radium because they're huge and they could take it was basically the attitude right right so that that is the setup
0: right so so bolander actually or bolander um actually in you kind of ups the stakes a little bit by not only you know, telling a, a fairly accurate um, account of of the events of the Radium Girls, but also adds a layer of this um, slave class um, with the elephants and and how they're how they're treated, um, both both as slaves and as kind of like um, domesticated farm animals to an extent.
1: Yeah, more or less they. Um... They communicate through sign language, and it 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 seems like the attitude of all of the humans involved, save Reagan, who Mm. was a radium girl, um, was that these these elephants were were um, at best uh, the other Mm. alien, and at worst subservient, right to uh to the human peers
0: right and so the elephants are taught to do the same thing that the radium girls were painted dials on the on the watches and and, and, and behold, the same effects so the elephants start getting cancer
1: mm-hmm. um but in the process of this uh an elephant ends up attacking uh, one of the line supervisors, just to make a long story short, and just like more or less just smearing him all over the scenery. Right. Um, the line supervisor was attacking Reagan at the time, but neither here nor there. The long, the long of it is that particular elephant is sentenced to be executed by electricity, mm-hmm. and this elephant becomes famous and actually becomes a figurehead. Um, for for the horrible effects of radiation, right? I don't want to get too much into what happens because it's a really interesting book and people should read it.
0: Um, I will that- say I will say that uh, Topsy, the the primary elephant character, uh, was a real elephant, really, and and met the same fate as well. Actually, met the fate that was meant for Topsy in the book, right?
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I just looked it up.
1: No, <laughs> then why was a uh, real Topsy put to death by electricity?
0: Um,
1: that I don't know. Weird, so that connects it to this to the future
0: timeline. Uh, oh, she uh she killed a spectator at a circus. Oh, all right.
1: Uh, which is why she was originally brought into being a radium elephant mm-hmm. because she was unruly. She was an uppity
0: elephant. Yes, yeah, she was an uppity elephant um, and really was the the only elephant to to strike back at her oppressors. and this is this is the reason why topsy strikes back this is you know every "Quote unquote murder," she's responsible for is is her striking out, up punching, if you will, right? Interesting,
1: um, yeah. So this ties into the to the future timeline,
0: mm-hmm. uh, where Topsy
1: has become this symbol um, for for just the, the effects of radiation and the effects of um, the inequality of of humans and how they treat. Um, the the rest of the planet really, mm-hmm. so they want to they want to um, genetically alter the the elephants so that they glow and warn people away from the Superfund site, but they have to get the permission of the elephant elders or the mothers to uh, to do this, and I guess. Human elephant relations in the future are not too
0: good. No. In fact, they haven't really changed all that much from their relationship in the past.
1: No. And why would they? It seems like the attitude of um of humans continues to be a one of supremacy.
0: right. and And the elephants dislike humans because of that.
1: right. And, you know, well, they should. Interspersed within these two narratives is this old, uh, I, like you called it, a folk tale. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, of some of the parts of like American Gods or um, Nancy Boys, where it's like this timeless, um, prehistoric uh, legend
0: mm-hmm.
1: of of how you know. Th- this particular one that they follow is how uh, th- how elephants gained all the stories in the world,
0: right? Right. And playing on the on the 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 old adage that an elephant never forgets, right. So, um,
1: you you want to read it? Uh, Do not want to give anything away in any of these parts? Because all mm-hmm. three of them have different conclusions um, yes. that all in- intertwine together. Now, the, the the thing that makes this book stand out, um, aside from the themes that we we, we talked about, um, is the way it's written, really. Yeah. It is one of those books that when you first start reading it, your initial reaction is, what the hell am I reading? Mm-hmm. Um, which might have actually been a text that you sent me.
0: <laughs> um not, not quite, but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Once you
1: get past that initial uh, shock of the language used, the sentence structure, the syntax, really mm-hmm. of of the language in the book, um, your and your mind just kind of makes that shift to become used to it. Then it becomes a very enjoyable read.
0: Well, uh, I I'm going to kind of disagree with you on that one. Um, the prose is very well done much better than than uh my opinion of bird box it's it's very um it's elegant it's it flows very well my problem is is that where the scenes are cut are are a little too quick and jumpy
1: Mm, but it's it's not confusing because there are uh, ellipses Right. That that demarket and no two scenes next to each other are of the same timeline. Right.
0: Exactly. However and that's,
1: and that's part of what you get used to, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for me. It was part of what of getting used to it.
0: Well, of course you get used to it, but um like there's one particular sequence where it's the future timeline and the negotiation for the act of uh modifying the elephants is going on mm-hmm. and it cuts mid-conversation as as the uh you know it's almost like each each um bit of a scene ends on a cliffhanger but where where i was uh getting hung up with with that particular editorial decision or that creative decision in 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 breaking the paragraphs up is that you know it's like look just give me the whole scene and then shift me to the other timeline, and rather than you know making me wait two pages to finish this conversation.
1: If that that didn't bug me. Um, well, like I said, once I got used to how it was how it was structured, mm-hmm. I just went with it. It kind of reminded me of like um, things like Clockwork Orange um, or. Um, I can't remember the name of that one. Slaughterhouse-Five? Mm, Slaughterhouse-Five, too, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of a different book, but, but yeah. Where uh, the, when you initially read these books, you, it takes a, uh, a few for your mind to catch up. But once your mind does catch up, it, it becomes almost normal um you get the you get the rhythm down the vocabulary down um and in this case the the scene jumping down Mm. and and it it just you know it reads normally you could start following it more um it does. the caveat with that is
0: you have to make it past that well it it's not that that big of a challenge either um to to be able to piece it together You know, you just got to get used to the rhythm of it because it is it does have a certain kind of rhythm to it.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is that um, we're doing a we're doing it for the show, so I'm going to read it. Right. right? Um, So that. But if I wasn't doing it for the show, would I make it uh, far enough? Would it have piqued my interest enough to continue on? Um, and maybe uh, just because it was also recommended this book was recommended by people whose tastes I um, respect mm-hmm. um, I won't name names but he plays Greg <laughs> right <laughs> so um, but you know so I trust him And, uh, the fact that it was a free download from Tor does not hurt. By the time y'all hear this, it's over. It won't be anymore. Well, even now it's February. Yeah,
0: it was, I think it was it was, uh, it was over two days after I got my hands on it.
1: Oh, really? Okay. But, uh, I'll tell you what though, I would go out, um, I would recommend it to other people. Mm-hmm. To go out and take a look at it, uh, just just because a it's interesting uh, the way it's written, and b uh, some of the themes are you know themes that I uh, agree with. Hmm. Um. So I, I I guess I won't say it's challenging to me um, thematically, just because that's like in my wheelhouse. I think it's in your wheelhouse as well. Mm, kind of, sort of.
0: Um, but it's still I'm still like trying connected. to figure out exactly what my wheelhouse is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like as a person, not as right. a fan of literature. I mean, you definitely are um, for equality of, of all sentience.
0: <laughs> so well, <that's> yeah, <laughs> I, I some, think that's. I think that's just, just should just be. Just,
1: are, are um you know metaphors for minorities. <laughs>
0: Right, but you know, it's that should be the default human
1: position. Well, it should, but unfortunately, it really it isn't.
0: It yeah, for for a forty nine percent of the country,
1: it it isn't. Um, you know, humans tend to to uh, be clannish, or you know, tribalism and or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we do need uh, books like this that kind of uh, you know. Expand our our thinking mm. uh, My own my I guess my worry about it is that who's gonna read this our, I mean, I enjoyed it don't get mm. me wrong but is uh, Some some guy who likes box day gonna be reading this and and like getting it and and you know Processing it and and thinking about it or it, are they going to read it possibly and then complain about SJW crap.
0: Uh, probably the latter for that particular yeah. individual. The people who need to read such things the most are the people who won't. Right. Sadly. Yes. Um, you know, since you since you brought up that aspect, um, we've we've talked a lot in the past about books that take on um, directly confront social issues. And how some of them can get preachy Mm -hmm. uh this book is not preachy in the slightest uh it's pretty much it's almost um like a memoir in 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 some respects that it's just you know just the facts as as they relate to this this narrative or these narratives so and and that's all that's that's usually a helpful thing as you're reading because you know it's a it's a a little bit of sugar on the medicine as it were
1: right there's definitely no proselytizing um you know it's people's points of view but no one's like standing up on soapboxes, telling you this is right this is wrong right but you do have like a sequence um that builds up towards the end uh but it's more of a person and or persons um just reaction to as opposed to you know making a huge political statement
0: Mm. yeah definitely um i would say you know the 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 paragraph breaking you know easily enough overcome the one thing that I thought this book was lacking was really kind of the payoff to the climax. Now, you and I discussed this that it doesn't really need it. and And overall, you're right. it doesn't really need it. But me reading along, seeing this is like i I, I kind of wanted that. you know the this this kind of almost ultimate up punch at the right. end. And I won't tell you what it is.
1: The up-punch is implied. But really,
0: right, the up-punch is implied. The, the after-effects of this event are are explicitly told. But me personally, I, you know, I would have liked to have seen the the, the payoff, you know, on the page. Uh, just, just because, you know, a, after I closed the book, you know, it was kind of the radioactive elephant in the room for me. You know, more <laughs> than anything else in the book. Um I, I I you know, just just because, you know, I've of all the characters in the book, Topsy is the character that uh I'm most identified with and the character that um you know I really wanted to see actually get their payback on the page. Or Topsy. Right. And that's that's all I can say without spoiling the end. Yeah, I didn't quite need that. Um, it kind of fit in with the way the rest of
1: it was written. Mm-hmm. None, uh, Even like the quote-unquote gory um, horror scene where Topsy uh, kills the supervisor mm-hmm. isn't... Spoiler. Super- well, I mean, yeah. it's in there. <laughs> uh, it's not in there, though. Um, everything is, uh, third party people talking about it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you had the you had the scene where, uh, Reagan is talking about, uh, combing the bits of him out of her hair. Right. You but, know, which is, which is not, you know, didn't actually happen, but you know, it was implied, you know, as, as she kind of ran through the mental scenario of what was going to happen next. Right.
1: So even like the, the big action sequence that did happen in the book didn't really happen in the book. Right. Which is clever, I think. Mm. Um, where, where like the whole thing was just the point of view of really people who weren't there. Right. Uh, which, you know, kind of goes along with the theme of it, like the, the people who aren't directly involved in anything are the ones who are making the decisions for those who were.
0: Mhm. Even that's even how,
1: in the future timeline. Yep, yeah, that's how the whole thing goes. And really, you know, that speaks to how power works in the in the world or at mm-hmm. least in America. And you know, the relationships to power and the means of production and all that
0: groovy stuff. Mm. Indeed, indeed because there are always um just the the political and social forces behind the scenes just guiding the action along and by and large the normal the normal folk um you know people like you and me and probably most of most of our listening audience topsy are, and topsy well you know in in this case topsy is people like you and me that's true i mean there's there's no there's no you know you can't say and topsy because topsy's good people <laughs> even even though she's a t- pachyderm. But yeah, everybody else is kind of being swept along on this, this current of of power.
1: And really yeah, a current of greed. hmm
0: And you know it is it is a uh, that that theme is something that resonates with everyone. Um, that you know these these elites in power in these these executive positions of sorts. You know they guide everything, and you're you know if you want to have a life of any type, you know at least just living. You kind of have to go along with it. You have to to go with the the flow, and even you know, even though you know it's it's shit, and people are being treated like shit, you know, you still got to put food on the table, and you still got to pay mm-hmm. the electric bill, and yep, and stuff like this. So you get just sucked along in this this maelstrom of well, bullshit. That, that's Reagan. Topsy didn't even have that. Topsy was
1: sold. Mhm. Topsy didn't have to support a family. Topsy wasn't getting paid. Topsy was a slave. T- Topsy was basically sold to the US Radium Company mm-hmm. to uh um, to, you know, save them money. Yep. You know,
0: in in the long run. Mhm. So, and, but but still there's that there's even even in Topsy's situation and the other elephants as well, even though we don't really see too many of them. Right. Um that you know they appear to be almost kind of helpless in the situation. You know, not not to the point where they throw their hands up and go, "Oh, fuck it all." But you know, there's a little bit of that in there as well. That you know, even even Reagan, kind of, you know, there's some of the other elephants in the book. You know, are kind of, you know, oh, whatever. You know, this is just how it is. You know, Topsy right. doesn't believe that but you know reagan's kind of like that she, you know is just like resigned yeah what what, what can i do right you
1: know? i mean no, it's true and 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 reagan talks about it a little bit um you know even though she knew that going to work for us radium uh what would be horrible they were the only thing paying right and i don't think she knew of that her jaw was going to rot out, but right. you know, but they they were the only game in town. It was either that or substance farming.
0: Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so so really, yeah. you know, the book is the book is rather bleak.
1: It is. It's got an upbeat ending, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I there's that whole. Uh, it, it's not quite. It's more the empire strikes back kind of ending
1: <laughs> a pirate victory.
0: Yeah. A pirate victory. You know, they're looking out the window and you know, you have this feeling that everything, you know, they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, things are going to work out. Okay. Right.
1: Well, you have that, that, um, you know, advantage of having the third, the future timeline as well. And mm-hmm. kind of knowing what happens where elephants indeed do have, um, you know,
0: power. Mm. hmm and and um, authority, legal recognition of their sentience. Yes, which is which is a very important thing.
1: Well, a little um, bit more than that because you know um, Reagan had legal recognition of her sentience, and she was still treated like shit. Well, the elephants mm-hmm. in in the third timeline were you know they they were a power unto themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't go in, and and go into a treaty with people. If they don't have the power, and something
0: you want, right? That's true. That is just true. So, uh, yeah, you say check it out. Yeah, Um, check it out. Good book. good read. Yeah, check it out. Um, I I wouldn't. I, you know, I don't know if it's made my list of must reads, but you know, twenty twenty nineteen is pretty short so far so that's right we're five months in and it's only february (laughs) god damn (laughs) but uh
1: that's a whole new
0: show that's a whole nother show yeah check it out (laughs) and uh until next time q30 that's right